Welcome to Bad Boy Running. Since last week, we've had some major investments and big commercial backers. So we had a bit of feedback that the intro music wasn't quite up to par. So shockingly, uh, shockingly. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm as shocked as you are. But I, I know. We've, we've had some investments. Who are these philistines? Who are these trolls who, who don't appreciate <laughs> real music? Well, creativity more than anything else. It's cre- <laughs> creativity with the def- definition of music. Clearly, these people don't have children because they'd, they'd have learned to <laughs> respect that kind of ingenuity. But, Jodie, I, I believe you've got a new theme tune for us. Well, I've got a new theme tune. Uh, and, I've, again, I've worked on this very, very carefully. I've only had a week to work on this. Uh, I don't know <laughs> you, who, who was working on this for months and everything. And so this is it. But, but. Ba ba boy, ba ba ba, ba ba boy. It's bad boy running. Ba ba ba, ba ba boy. Ba 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 ba, a bad boy. Bad boy running, bad boy running. Oh yeah, we all love bad boy running. Ba 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 boy. <laughs> That's actually better than I thought it would be. <laughs> I, I surprised myself there actually. I surprised myself. Um, Let's it's... get it produced. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably going to be downloaded anyway. I'm sure people are going to send us in reworked versions of that. Um, if you were to die tomorrow, and in the film and, and someone was going to play you, <laughs> yeah, if you're to, mob, to be mobs because of the tune, <laughs> who, which rapper is going to play you in the film doing just that moment? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh wow! Don't sell yourself short now. <laughs> he, needs, he needs the cash. He needs to be <laughs> he <does. laughs> Is he still alive? He's got to be. Is sick, I don't know. He might. I don't know. Possibly. If you're listening, Vanilla. Vanilla, please. Let's do a link. <laughs> Let's yeah. See. We could probably employ him. He's probably on Fiverr.com. We could probably get him to do the actual. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look it up. <laughs> right. So, um,. We've got to introduce ourselves. Yes. So James, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, I'm Jodie Rainsford. I was uh, 14th fastest female at the uh, Royal Parks Ultra 2012. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. <laughs> if, you, if you listened last week... How many you know, were running? Pardon? How many were running? 250 people running. I don't know how many girls. <laughs> Brilliant! Another, another, um, another gender-confused race for me. <laughs> I didn't realise your intros were going to be at such a high-level standard, high-level fact. Um, ooh, so uh, I'm David Hellard, the, the the Hugh Laurie of of this uh, Friday Laurie, should we say? Um, my fact is, um, I, I I didn't even think of a fact. I've got to come up with something like that. I um, I was the last person to finish the Medoc Marathon in six hours forty-seven. Boom! There you that's, go. That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> you just frozen. You, no, you're still there. You're still didn't there. You, didn't you come last at Berlin as well? I didn't come last. <laughs> it was close. It didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Slower Why, time. Why are you actually. walking? Uh, probably about. I think it's six fifty-six. I was quite pleased with that as well. So, uh, took some doing. Finished the crossword though, so not to be. Uh, that was actually a harder challenge. Was it in German? Yeah. But say again. Was it in German the crossword? <laughs> oh wow! No, no, it wasn't. That would have been um, impossible for me. No, I was. Um, I think it was the week. The uh, the week's crossword. Oh, right. So you know, semi hard. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, what have you been doing this last week? What, uh, what are we catching up on? This last, well, actually, before we go on, there was a cliffhanger 
at the end of at the end of last week when we finished the uh, recording, and uh, <laughs> and if we remember what happened, it went something like this. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to be on. Oh God, I'm going to be on a date about. Oh. So, can you tell me exactly what happened with your date? Ah, uh, it was ah. Uh, so I was I was going to meet this this lovely girl. Am I allowed to say her name? No. Um, no. Okay. She was a uh, so if 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 you if you if you if you're one of the the many women in my life, maybe this is about you. But, um, <laughs> so you're listening to episode meet... 150. <laughs> <laughs> So, so basically, I, I was going to be meeting her after recording the podcast, and I said to her, I'll let you know when we finish. It's only going to take about 20 minutes, and then I'll, I'll come over and see you in Brixton. So we then take about 20 minutes to set up and record for, what, an hour and 10? <laughs> so so I, saw my, I saw my message. When, when we finished, I realized, oh, crap, I haven't, I haven't called. Um, she'd actually texted me without me realizing, saying, I, um, I'm going to meet you in Brixton. I'll see you there at 8.45. So we finished our podcast at about 8.40, yeah. um, at which point I realized this, this dream woman who I'd met half an hour the previous Sunday at 10.30 at night, having come back from a stag do covered in facial tattoos, uh, temporary ones, temporary ones, just looking, hadn't, hadn't showered in God knows how many hours. That was the first date. Second date, I stood her up in Brixton because – by the time I'd have got down there, it would have been what time? I said it'd been almost ten o'clock. Um, so there's no point in that. So she was she wasn't best pleased, uh, but I managed to swing it. So um, we went for we met up at Gay Pride together as our our, sec- our proper second date um, on Saturday. Yeah, it's good. I met her friends. Um, I didn't realise how little people dressed up for Gay Pride. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what I was expecting. I just assumed everyone there was going to be dressed up as if they were in the parade. Um, sure. So yeah. what? So what? You went straight from work then? <laughs> well, I I was wearing like a gold crinkled vest. I, and then I know I know the top you're talking hats. about as well. <laughs> <laughs> you see it. So I was wearing that with gold pants, and um, and that was it. And no one else watching was dressed up in any way. <laughs> um, so thankfully, she had some wings on. She was a bit colourful. So and, and I did buy, bring some jeans in my my bag. Um, but uh, we had a kiss. We had a kiss. Oh, yeah. Well, well, so it, well, it well salvaged. Well. Salvaged. And what a story it, it was. Makes. It does. It does. Just don't give up on your dreams. I think. Glasses, <laughs> and then when you do yeah. get your dreams, wear gold lame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Never fails. Okay. So you mentioned that that leads that leads quite nicely into um, talking about what we did then previous weeks. Because so you mentioned that you went on a stag do. Mm, mm. That's right. So um, one of my friends, John, who actually happens to be world champion of obstacle course racing. Um, He's a pretty phenomenal runner, actually. He, is, that, uh, is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> people don't really recognise it as widely as I think they should. <laughs> are there? Are there? Is it like? Is it like boxing? Are there competing belts for for world champion? Do you have to unify them? 
they actually could, yeah, they're in a way. So this is the first year they had the World Championships, and but then there's the Spartan World Championships, and there's the toughest mudder, what do they call it, Tough, toughest mudder maybe, 24 hour. Yeah. So John won, he won the Spartan one, he won the World Championship one, and he beat the the toughest mudder one at the Spartan and at the the World Championship. So he's, I mean, but this this guy, he's um. I got him a place for the, oh, I won't say this, I might get in trouble. I may have gotten a place for a certain marathon the day before the marathon by some cheeky means. Yeah. Um, so he, we know this is, this seems to be how I roll, having you turned up to Brighton on the day. Yeah. Um, so this was a similar style marathon, slightly bigger. Um, so he found out the day before he was going to be running a marathon. Um, he, he'd only run one marathon ever before. So no experience on nutrition, pacing. Um, he'd raced the weekend before. He'd been training a week. Two thirty-one is what he got. Phenomenal, unbelievable. That's just, just like, just like the sort of thing I do. Two thirty-one. What for the I mean, for, for for the first yeah. half? The first half, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, he's not someone who trains for marathon distance. I mean, he, he trains a lot. He runs a lot. Yeah. But um, he's he's only really started running properly two years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and not, you know, he doesn't go to, to clubs to train track. He doesn't do all these things. So I, I mean, for me, that run, if he was to focus on, lo- you know, losing all his muscles because he's, he's pretty damn strong and just doing marathon running, it wouldn't surprise me if he was potentially the best marathon runner in the UK outside of Mo Farah. Was this your date? So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got him the place for the, for, for the math, and and, in, and this is the payback. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit of a digression. Bit of a digression. Okay, so so, um, so, go on. so how how did, so how, so he was on he was on the stag do. So it's his stag do. Oh, he's he's stag not do. a yeah. He's not a particularly big drinker. So we decided we'd go and, and race the Spartan race in in Wales. And the first race, they they've got all these distances. So the first one's called the sprint. Just uh. I think it was about 5K, yeah. 5K, five miles. So we did that together as a group. Everyone dressed up, acting like idiots, blow up dull. Um, whenever people shout grenades, you've got to hit the floor. When people say shark, you've got to get off the ground. Obviously do that whenever he's doing the obstacles. Um, so we did that one. It was good fun, except oh, I turned my ankle. And, um, yeah, just had it pretty bad. It's, it's, instead of having necessarily paths that you ran on, yeah. they went into the woods. And they just chainsawed the path, leaving <laughs> all of the wood on the floor. You then had to run up and run down. Right. So it's pretty tough going underfoot, um, especially when you're messing around and not concentrating. But then we did the, we then raced, because this is, I'm in a, a race team, uh, Innovate OCL called, um, John used to be part of the team before he left the UK. And so this is part of our series. It's actually part of the proper official league. Um, and, yeah, it's called Mutsko League. So we then raced the next one. And this poor pi- poor guy from Italy came who I, I think he'd won the Italian Spartan last year. Yeah. So he was coming over thinking, hello, who's the big this man in town? Mine. Yeah, I'm going to stroll into <laughs> town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll put my so hat on. He, he was on the start line with uh, lots of people in pink. Um, <laughs> and I, I just don't think he knew I hit him because – this, our stag do was pretty, pretty obstacle race, race are heavy. Yeah. Um, so John was there, obviously being world champion. 
Um, we had the UK champion. We had um, Ross, who's he's won. He, I mean, he he came second in the UK the previous year, and is world duathlon champion for his age group or was. And um, plus this guy Thomas, who's he's won Spartan in pretty much every country in Europe outside of Italy. So this poor guy, he started running off with them, thinking. Um, oh, they're all dressed in pink. They look quite fit, but come on. Not realising that he was going to take a beast to get a half. So he ended up, um, he didn't even finish. He got to the sandbag and gave up because he was like, how am I going to tell my friends at home that I lost for one? And <laughs> when they see the photos of who I lost to, how am I going to explain that I lost by, I mean, he'd have, he'd have lost a job by seven minutes. Um, to this guy in pink who's yeah. got the remains stuff on him. Yeah, so we just had that as our, as our stag and went to a pub, had a phenomenal time. Uh, and the great thing was, because everyone was quite sporty, then the next day we went up to, um, what's the big one in Wales, Brecon Beacons? Fanny Big? Is that there? Penny Fan? Penny Fan. Yeah. Fanny Big's next to it. Um, yeah, so we then ran up Penny Fan as a group, which was pretty good. Um, did my ankle again, so I've been in, yeah, been in trouble ever since, really. Um, Stupidly was running down and thought I'd be okay and just went down it. Ah, um, but yeah, yeah, good weekend running wise. Not that much since. Um, had a couple of runs. Ankles oh, touch and go. I don't. I don't. I've never had ankle injuries. I don't know how much I can run on it. Yeah. How much I can't. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'll be okay. Yeah. Anyway, how about yourself? Well, it What's was been a, bit, a bit of a difficult week in terms of running because um, I was on holiday. So. Um, ah. difficult enough when you're, uh, when you're in France for a week, but, um, I managed to get out every day, do a little bit of a run, Well, I actually ran every day, which, uh, which is actually unusual for me, but it was really hot. It was really, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really hot. Hay fever was terrible. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but it's quite, you know, it was all, it's Loire Valley, so it's all pretty flat and, and everything. Some nice um, roots. Pump. Nice roots. Nice what? Roots. I think you said nice fruits. Yeah. Lovely fruit. Lovely apples. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice fruit. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, terrible oh, terrible preparation for, for really what's coming up on the horizon. I should <laughs> I should be I should be doing uh, probably a bit more exercise at this stage and and, uh, and running a bit harder. But but yeah, all right. It's ticking over. Even on a holiday I think that's quite good. That's quite a good Yeah, I think I think as long on a holiday, as long as you don't come back in worse shape than you went. That's the main aim of a holiday. It's not necessarily yeah. getting fitter. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you were stuffing food in as much as possible constantly. And well, well I, I, would, I, I would have done if, if we weren't in France and there's absolutely nothing for me to eat over there. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> well, you need to explain that. Well, of course, I'm, uh, I'm vegetarian, which means that um, I'm a heretic in, uh, in France. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, well, it's basically nothing there. Then, you know, they're not the most open group of people when it comes to culinary delight. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I really, I really struggle. I can't, I suppose I can eat bread. If I didn't eat bread, they'd really hate me. Uh, but. Are you vegan? No, or... I'm not. So I can eat, I can eat so some can cheeses. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So some cheeses, um, are all right. But yeah, so yeah, you can, you can sort of do that, but no, it was all right. All right, really. Pretty much a liquid diet, then, is it? For a liquid week. diet, that's it. Combining running <laughs> and wine, which we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about in a later episode. 
Oh, is that one of your goals? <laughs> no, no, it's not one of my one of my goals. Yeah, no, it's not one of my goals. But we'll, we, we're going to we're going to have a talk about. Uh, I think in a future podcast, uh, we we thought we'd have yeah. a, uh, a, a the the link between beer, wine, and running because I think it is a, a long and illustrious link um, that uh, that people people don't associate uh-huh. them as, as as congruous, but but they certainly are, and we've proved it. <laughs> Well, I'll say the Meadow Marathon is possibly the greatest race on earth. Yeah. So, um, so it will come into some list at yes. some point. Yeah. No, um, I think we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that on, uh, on on another thing. But let's let's go back. So, what we what we thought we'd do in this this episode is um, uh, just explain a little bit about our goals going forward. Because um, hopefully, as the as the podcast go on, you'll um, you'll you'll as you listen to this, you'll get an understanding of you know, what we're doing. And hopefully if you've got goals of your own, you'll, you'll want to share them with us. Um, and, um, you know, let, let us know how you're getting on and, and, and anything that comes up. So, um, so you, you said there, um, a little while back that you've injured yourself. What, what were your goals for, uh, like for the rest of the next 12 months? I mean, to be honest, I've, I've been a bit lost actually. Um, I don't know if the listeners have had this themselves where, um, I'd had some very set goals from about maybe even 2011. I'd, I'd always thought I wanted to, um, well, when I, first, when I think when I did my first marathon, I did 3.05 or something. Yeah. So I obviously went, I'll get under three. But then I realized actually I'd, I'd be able to do that reasonably easily. Um, so then the goal was to try and get sub 2.45, then run a championship, start, then do marathon sabla. And yep. um, so that was a long-term aim for about three or four years, and it all went according to plan until I got injured last year, which took me out from Marathon Sabla because I'd, I'd actually registered my place and was, in, in theory, doing it in, in April. Um, so, And also I joined an obstacle course race team, started in the league, and I really got quite focused on that. So started running again in November, and it's been quite a slow recovery, um, so the first few months was was of the year it was more than anything just getting getting running again just having having that love of it uh, I wish it was I mean I I didn't lose the love but I forgot how tough, hard running it? is yeah it's tough yeah isn't it? fit. when you're when you're injured for that for a long period you just you do you I don't know, you question everything don't you and you yeah you don't you don't you never feel fast you've got yeah. a spring <laughs> i never feel fast so <laughs> <laughs> but even say so, there must be times when relatively you're, yes. you're knocking out speed so you're, yeah. you're happy with it like yeah i'm feeling good feeling yeah. strong so um but then i uh, something will actually maybe by the time the podcast will come out quite you know the next two months so i then went it was on a part of a tv show um, which I can't talk about yet, but it's going to be BBC Two, quite mainstream. And I changed my my training again. I, I, was, I was getting to the point where I was starting to get fit, but because this TV show is very military based, I, I switched. And actually, my my kind of speed and endurance wasn't important because it was apparent to me that I was I was probably going to be one of the, the fastest people on the show running wise. And so I needed to concentrate more on the weights and. A lot of hiking with weights, um, just being able to lift huge weights, um, endurance, core strength, and stuff like that. So I'd almost trained myself slow again. Um, then at the end of that shoulder injury, uh, nothing bad, but limited me. Um, and then this ankle thing. So I'm one of those people that as soon as I'm not training in running, 
I'm not training at all. Yeah. I know there could. I, I know I should be doing loads of core exercises. It's my excuse to get you know my time, my chance to get flexible, um, to, to to concentrate on everything else. But I just get disheartened and, and end up doing subtle. So at the moment, this angle thing we find, I think, um, it's just a niggle. It, it might hum back a couple of weeks, but. Yeah, I guess the aim for me now, um, we've got the World Championships coming for the Obstacle Course Race World Championships. So I I don't think I've qualified for that yet. So I need to qualify for that. Should should be fine. Um, That's in October, I think. So racing in that will be quite a big focus. Um, And then Math and the Savannah next year. Um, It's it's in April, but I've never done it before. I mean, obviously, you're you're the the voice experience on this one. I really need to do some some ultras, I think, by the end of this summer. Um, and then in the autumn, really, when I'm not racing obstacle courses, be doing multi-dayers, the, um, yeah. so things like the Pilgrim's Challenge, yeah. X, X Energy, whatever they're called, those ones. Yeah, all the ones um, that are just, set up, they're always filled with um, MDS competitors carrying them. Yeah, so yeah, just getting used to it. Yeah, I mean, my plan is, um, you know, I've always got ambitious targets, mostly <laughs> overly <laughs> ambitious, but I've got, my plan is to race the yeah. the, the, the Sabla. Um, I really want to be top Brit. It's going to be completely dependent on who, on who shows up. Danny Kendall said he's, he's not going to do it this year. Obviously, if he turned up, I'd stand no chance. Um, and it could be that, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a reasonably good runner turns up, then it might be out of the question. But I think I can get top 20, potentially. Um, I've got lots of friends like yourself, lots of experience. I, and I'm, I, I, I might turn up. You never know. I don't. Does that does that does that concern you? <laughs> it is. You've got. You know. It's a, it'd be a masterclass. masterclass. <laughs> so it's, it, I guess my focus is going to be split between those two. That's not bad. That's term. not. A, that's not a bad focus to have, though. That's not a bad focus because you've got you've got that sort yeah. of the, the 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 thing that you're comfortable with that you think you can. You know, you're racing for, and then that bigger goal in April, and there's still plenty of time between. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but how about yourself? What have you got coming up? Well, what's what's the, the near and the far? Okay, so the 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 big one um, that I've got coming up in October is the Autumn 100. So that's um, 100 miler um, up uh, near Reading, um, a Centurion running event. Um, okay. And um, that'll be that'll be the second hundred miler because of course you you participated in my first hundred miler, pacing me from sixty nine miles onwards. And um, yeah. and my goal, my main goal with that is uh, I wanted to uh, you, you you basically when you when you run the when the Centurion hundred miler, you there's one of two uh, buckles you can get. You can get the buckle having completed it within um, the uh, the cutoff time. But if you complete yeah. it within twenty four hours, you get a buckle that's uh, hundred miles in a day. And that's essentially the the buckle I'm going to try going for for uh, 24 hours for, uh, for the whole one. So the, the one I did previously was the South Downs Way, which uh, which is, is a little bit hilly um, as uh, <laughs> as uh, as we realised. Um, but that's like that was almost my home turf, so I've I've, I've run that a lot. The uh, the area that up in uh, up around Reading and the Thames Path and all that I've not I've not run before, and it's a bit of a weird one. But so you you. You start from a point and then you go out twelve and a half miles one way and then come back on the same route and then you go out twelve and a half miles in a different one and come back. So it's it's it, it all comes back to the same central point. But um, okay. So yeah, so I'm working on. So, so you get some you get some parcel of runners. Probably quite nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. Um, but then you've got, I, I imagine you get like a far higher dropout rate. Because yeah, going out easy. for that last down back. Yeah, mm. yeah, I can imagine so. But it then means... Is it hilly? Um, it, I, I don't think it's that hilly. I don't think it's as hilly as the South Downs way. Um, but um, so I'm thinking it might be a bit... I'm hoping it'll be a little bit faster. The cut-off time, the cut-off times are a couple of hours shorter than the South Downs way. So hopefully that's yeah. in a good step. But when I think about the um, the issues that I had when I ran the uh, the last 100, um, you know, and I think I, you know, if I if I cut out certain things, then I think you know I spent a lot of time at, um, at checkpoints. Um, mainly complaining that I was freezing and eating all the food there. <laughs> but, um, and uh, yeah, and so improve my speed a little bit, um, get my weight down a little bit more than, than before. And I think I can, I can push it under, because my, my previous one was tw- just under 26. I think we were, it was about 30 seconds under 26 hours. Cause um, yeah, 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 when we got, sure. when we got to that, oh, final, yeah, the final stretch and we had to sprint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite funny. After a hundred miles. <laughs> But it's completely arbitrary number that we never put as our goal. Or. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's um, right. Well, I mean, I think you can you can definitely get under twenty four because we we just even when when I met you, um, we were in pretty good shape for it. Yeah. Um, but you just hadn't mentally committed to it. That was yeah. Um, no, you're right. What and the, the, what, the weird thing about that was that the most difficult part of that of the of the Southlands Way one hundred was the bit that I was most familiar with. So I had it in, mm. it was, as we're going through the night, it was the bit I was most familiar with. And I thought, you know, I don't know. It was, a, that was the difficult bit. But, um, so yeah, so that's, that's one of my aims. So, um, that'll be in October. Um, and as a more general, uh, goal, um, within the next, uh, 12 months, I'd like to finally crack the, uh, getting my marathon time under four hours. Because it's just, <laughs> it's a blot on my, <laughs> on. Uh, how I, close? I, how close are we? My, um, I don't know. I don't know. My fastest, my fastest marathon time was four eleven, and that was on a. Yeah. That was actually on a trail map. That was Portsmouth Coastal Marathon, um, and that was on a, a. That was almost a traily path thing, and I, uh, I got, I hurt myself halfway round, and I was barely walking on the way back. So I've not really done a, a road race, a road marathon. Um, yeah. W- well, with preparation um, for a yeah. long time, so so uh, so it's difficult to know how how sort of fast I am on it. But I've got I've got an indication. I think I'm, there's there's quite a lot of work to to do. Um, but yeah, that's my that's thing. Getting getting under four hours. I'd like to have a three at the start of my marathon best time. Still still slightly off from Boston qualifying. <laughs> so have you got a race in mind then? Not really. Um, I mean, it would be good to do London. Um, but um, I think if I'm going to try and do it, I'll just try and pick something like Berlin or, or or something like that. Something something that's quick. I just don't think you can do it in London, to be honest. It's um, it's so congested these days. Yeah, but if I go off with the celebs. Yeah, yeah. I, I because by the time by the time London rolls around, this is going to be this is this podcast will be huge. We'll 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 probably be, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably have our own broadcast team instead of the BBC though. <laughs> yeah, I mean the because I I was pacing three fifteen this year, and you know even as a pacer where I'd started from the celebrity start, the yeah. green start, so I crossed the line maybe forty seconds, you know, a minute at most. So you couldn't really have a better starting position near to yeah. the front, and um, especially around Canary Wharf where they they narrowed yeah. quite a bit. There are a few double backs because because of the building work. 
Um, I, I found it really hard to, to keep pace that middle period. And the, um, the, the guys who were pacing four, they said it was known impossible. They were having to do some 10 minute miles, some 12 minute miles because, um, well, in fact, they were, they didn't know what to do really, whether they should, you, you've almost got a choice when it gets that busy. It's like, do I go and stick to the pace knowing that no one's going to be able to follow because there's, there's, 50, 80 people in my group, yeah. and there's no way that we're going to get through this, or do I run sensibly without barging through, without doing too much sidestepping, and then when I get the chance, up the pace so that we get back on time. And I don't even know myself what the right answer to that is, as, as you know, as a responsible pacer. But I've, I mean, I've, I, I know what you mean. I've, I've run London uh, three times, and I think on the last time I ran it, uh, I, I queued for part of it. <laughs> there was there were yeah, there were cues yeah. like yeah it's it, it's a difficult yeah so me I I like I like the idea of uh, of, of uh, doing my best at London but um, if I'm if I'm honest it'll probably be it'll probably be something a, a bit smaller and a, a bit more yeah. a bit less congested so uh, but I haven't, I haven't looked into it but I, that's that's going to be so straight after the uh, the autumn one hundred that I'm gonna, that's going to go in the in the diary any suggestions anyone got any suggestions about great races I'd love to hear them. That would be great. Yeah. What you were saying there about the pacing, uh, I think I think that would I think that would be a good thing to talk about because I'm 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 desperately interested about how what you have to do as a pacer. So maybe we could talk about that on a on a on another podcast. And uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it's almost it's probably almost the whole because I mean we you know I can talk about so I've, I've so the listener I've, I've done um, pace for Brighton a few years in a row. I've done London a few years in a row. You, you could probably talk from your experiences as having a pacer in ultras as well, because yeah. I mean that was when I, when I paced for for marathons, I, I felt fine because I know I can run it. And my biggest fear is just stepping in a bottle. Um, whereas when I was pacing for you, I was quite nervous. I didn't, you know, because if, if if I was wrong or if I did something, this is you know, one of my best mates and. You're doing a hundred mile. That's that's a huge responsibility in a way. To um, and and also we we I mean we even talked about what you know how you're going to be in those stages. And that's the thing because you hadn't committed to 24 hours. Yeah, it was fine because you know I didn't have to kick you up the ass or anything. No, we just, we just did. Yeah, I mean at that yeah what at is, that stage I didn't you know I I. I it's difficult to know. I want my key thing was to finish a hundred miles. So psychologically, I know yeah. I could finish hundred miles, and so yeah, you know, and I didn't know. The thing about the thing about ultras is that you you have to hold a lot back. But then when you've run a distance like that, you don't know how much you hold back. You don't know what I'm going to be like after twenty hours, yeah. twenty two hours, and um, and so yeah, so yeah. The, but I think the, the role of the pace is a little bit different in that situation. So uh, yeah, but yeah. That's, but yeah, I definitely think we should have a a, a chat about paces and actually for. For people to feed in their feedback because the the amount of training out there is is, is limited. Um, I mean, I, I I've got some horror stories. Many, in fact, that's a great the, idea. Pacing horror stories. That's what we, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Pacing horror stories. So what what hashtag are we using? Hashtag bad boy running. Um, bad boy running. Hashtag yeah, bad boy absolutely. running. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag bad boy running. And so we, I mean, do you, we can we can actually say now that if you want to write in to to us we do actually have the badboyrunning.com url so you won't be <laughs> do not write into that gmail uh, address that we told you last time <laughs> so if you don't write in uh, letters at badboyrunning.com 
um, we'll uh, we'll be able to pick up your feedback or leave us a message on uh, on Twitter um, with the hashtag Bad Boy Running. Or what else? What else can we use? What else do we? Are we have we got a Facebook page? Do we have a Facebook page. Yeah, we can have a Facebook page. Yeah, Bad Boy Running on Facebook. Yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah, and, or, or you can hashtag as I'm. I'm just hashtag. Sorry, I'm Twitter handle David Hellard. What's yours, Jenny? It's Ultra Runner Jody. But I do like the fact that you you know having having been berated last week for suggesting a letter section <laughs> and for you berating me, you then decide to to create the email address letters at. Uh, well, we can, so, it, it could be letters it could be it could be tweets at, <laughs> it could be um feedback at, it could be whatever you want i just i was got i was trying to i was i was getting nostalgic for the last episode there so i was uh <laughs> I thought, is it one of those email addresses where whatever you write at bad boy running you get through <laughs> yes yeah the more it creative will. the more creative you are the better <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really opening ourselves up from abuse there aren't we yeah um <laughs> Which I welcome. I welcome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they interrupt with this me. Okay. Cool. So I think I think we'll I think we'll wrap this um this podcast episode up. I think um you know we've uh, we've explained what our uh, what our goals are. So if you um if you've got goals and you're listening along to this, um share them with us. Uh, and it'd be really cool to uh, hear you know what you're doing, what you're getting on with. If especially if you've got injuries or anything like that, um because we can either sympathise or joke about or you know. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who experience exactly the same problems that you, you're experiencing, uh, David. Yeah, and, and not on the next week, scene, you... of course. Just just with the injuries. <laughs> and if you if you want to send us ahead of time for next week, we're going to be talking about uh, running clubs. And the big question of the next podcast is whether Jody should join a running club or dun, not. Dun, dun. So... <laughs> Are we going to answer that we're gonna, on the podcast? Well, I'm, well I'll. I don't know. I'm sort of ambivalent about it. I don't. <laughs> so you've made your mind up to the answer already, haven't you? I don't know. Well, I everything is. I talk myself. I constantly talk myself out of it. I constantly talk yeah. myself into it, and then I talk myself out of it. And then the more the thing is, the more I hear about running clubs, the more it changes my mind back to I'm definitely not doing it. So I'll uh, let, let's let's talk <laughs> let's talk about it next week, and then I'll make I'll make a decision, and then then you can follow my progress or lack of then. <laughs> All right, so um so uh thanks for listening it's um it, it's great that you're here and um listen out for the next episode absolutely thanks guys Cheers, see you Jenny.